the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I identify myself as a Bible-believing, unashamed follower of Jesus Christ. I believe the Bible. I follow Jesus, and I'm not ashamed to say so. The answer is not in the next election. The answer is not in Washington, D.C. The answer to America's problems is in the pulpit and the pews of America's churches. That's what we do here daily on Bob Bernie Live. We listen, we think, and then we look at the Word of God, evaluate it, and develop our worldview from God's point of view. The views and opinions expressed are those of the participants and may not be the views or opinions of the staff, management, or advertisers of WRFD. Isn't it strange how that you take two pieces of material, you can take wood, you can take plastic, you can take anything, and you can put them in any configuration until you put them perpendicular to each other and make a cross. The Word of God. Read it. Obey it. That is the answer to America's problems. Call 1-877-BOB-LIVE. Bob Bernie Live. And welcome to a Tuesday edition of Bob Bernie Live. Thank you for joining me. Here's my telephone number, 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. I am trying desperately to just enjoy fall. The cool, crisp weather, the turning of the leaves. I I really do love this time of year. And, but I'm having a hard time forgetting that um, yeah, winter's around the corner. But I'm going to put it away. We're going to, we're going to enjoy fall again. Thank you, thank you, thank you for uh, joining me. Here is an update on a case that we have been following for mm, two years, I think. Uh, back in 2019, in fact, a uh, Judge down in Texas got himself in trouble with the Freedom From Religion Foundation. Yeah, because every day, uh, Justice of the Peace, Wayne Mack, uh, opened his courtroom proceedings with prayer. He had uh, voluntary prayer from different religious leaders, chaplains, etc., of many different faiths in his community— But it was his practice to begin every court day with prayer. Well, somebody reported him to the Freedom From Religion Foundation, and uh, they said, separation of church and state, separation of church and state. (laughs) By the way, let me chase a quick rabbit here. Uh, Some of you who are a little older will recognize separation of church and state. Where I got that is from 
Andy Griffith. And one of the best, one of the most famous episodes of all is when Gomer uh, performs a citizen arrest on Barney. Yeah. Uh, Gomer hangs a U-turn in the middle of of, uh, Mayberry, and Barney gives him his ticket. Gomer says, golly, Barney, I was just turning around. And uh, Barney begins to lecture him on the laws, the law, and if he doesn't uphold the law, blah, 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 blah. And I don't remember all of the episode, but somehow Gomer finds out about citizen's arrest. And so he's watching Barney like a hawk. And one day he sees Barney hang a U-turn in the middle of Mayberry without his lights, his emergency lights without his siren, and for no emergency, just out of pure convenience. And so Gomer runs over and starts screaming, Citizens arrest! Citizens arrest! And it is a hysterical episode, if you watch it. And one of my listeners sent the uh, the video and uh, I've got to find it. He sent it to me a couple of days ago. And I'm going to have Jeff pull off that part of the audio. So you'll know why I go through this. Separation of church and state. Separation of church and state. Because that's what the Freedom from Religion Foundation, the ACLU, and so forth. Anyway, uh, just so you know. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So the Freedom From Religion Foundation says you can't do that, you can't pray, separation of church and state, and it's been winding its way through the courts. Well, finally, Thursday of last week, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals voted two to one in favor of the judge. Yes, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals voted two to one. Yes, you can pray. You can have someone else pray. If it is voluntary, if no one is forced to participate in the prayer, uh, people can choose to come into the courtroom after the prayer. Uh, When the prayer occurs, people can leave or whatever. They said it is constitutional. And the judge, again, his name was Wayne Mack, said, and I quote, I am eternally grateful to the judges on the Fifth Circuit who upheld this historical practice. I look forward to continuing to serve the people of Montgomery County. So he was vindicated. And uh, the, uh, the judges wrote, in part, in their decision, quote, We cannot credit the plaintiffs—that would be the Freedom From Religion Foundation— we cannot credit the plaintiffs' assertion— that coercion in a courtroom doesn't come from the imposition of actual prejudice. It comes from a perceived risk of prejudice. The plaintiffs must present evidence that any such perception is objectively reasonable, evidence from which we can conclude that coercion is a real and substantial likelihood. In other words, we can't be concerned about perception. So anyway, that is a good, good decision. Uh, By this, uh, the uh, Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals is out of Nolens, New Orleans. So the uh, Justice of the Peace 
down in Texas can pray. Isn't it bizarre? Isn't it bizarre that a panel of judges had to say, yeah, you can pray? Uh, Oh, boy. Yesterday was a very important day in American history, and I don't know how I missed it. I didn't see it until today. But it was October 3rd, 1863, that one of the most important and one of the most emotional and powerful executive proclamations from the President of the United States was made. It was October 3rd, 1863, that Abraham Lincoln issued his famous Thanksgiving proclamation. That's when Thanksgiving became the last Thursday of November as an official an official uh, holiday. Until then, um, Thanksgiving celebrations were held by individual states on whatever date that they chose to uh, to celebrate and uh, commemorate. But it's interesting when you look into the history. The person who actually prompted Abraham Lincoln to issue his now famous. Thanksgiving proclamation was a 74-year-old magazine editor by the name of Sarah Josepha Hale. She wrote a letter to Lincoln on September 28, 1863, urging him, quote, to have the day of our annual Thanksgiving made a national and fixed union festival. This was during the Civil War. She explained, You may have observed that for some years past there has been an increasing interest felt on our land to have the Thanksgiving held on the same day in all of the states. It now needs national recognition and authoritative fixation only to become permanently an American custom and institution. The letter was written on September 28, 1863. The letter was brought to the attention of Abraham Lincoln, and on October 3rd, he issued the Thanksgiving Proclamation. So we give Abraham Lincoln credit, and he is due that credit, but the whole idea behind it was a 74-year-old grandmother who just happened to be a magazine editor who wrote a letter to the president. We need to take a break. When we come back... Uh, I think we'll have enough time. I want to read you this proclamation. It should not be forgotten. And it is almost unthinkable that a president of the United States would use this kind of language in an official proclamation from the U.S. government. I'll explain what I mean when we return. Bob Bernie Live, looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. October 3rd, yesterday, 1863, President Abraham Lincoln released the following proclamation 
concerning Thanksgiving. I want you to listen carefully, and can you imagine any president currently using this kind of language? It's rather lengthy, but I think I have time to get it in. And excuse me if I stumble a little bit. The uh, the print is rather small, but I'll try to read it accurately. By the President of the United States, October 3rd, 1863, a proclamation. The year that is drawing towards its close, and remember, this is during the Civil War. The year that is drawing toward its close has been filled with the blessings of fruitful fields and healthful skies. To these bounties, which are so constantly enjoyed that we are prone to forget the source from which they come, others have been added, which are of so extraordinary a nature that they cannot fail to penetrate and soften even the heart which is habitually insensible to the ever-watchful providences of Almighty God. In the midst of a civil war of unequaled magnitude and severity, which has sometimes seemed to foreign states to invite and to provoke their aggression, peace has been preserved with all nations. Order has been maintained. The laws have been respected and obeyed, and harmony has prevailed everywhere except in the theater of military conflict, while that theater has been greatly contracted by the advancing armies and navies of the Union. Needful diversions of wealth and of strength from the fields of peaceful industry to the national defense have not arrested the plow, the shuttle, or the ship. The axe has enlarged the borders of our settlements and the mines as well of iron and coal as of the precious metals have yielded even more abundantly than heretofore. Population has steadily increased, notwithstanding the waste that has been made in the camp, the siege and the battlefield, and the country rejoicing in the consciousness of augmented strength and vigor, is permitted to expect continuance of years with large increase of freedom. No human counsel hath devised nor hath any mortal hand worked out these great things. They are the gracious gifts of the Most High God, who, while dealing with us in anger for our sins, has nevertheless remembered mercy. It has seemed to me fit and proper that they should be solemnly, reverently, and gratefully acknowledged as with one heart and one voice by the whole American people, I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States, and also those who are at sea and those who are sojourning in foreign lands, to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November next as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. And I recommend to them that while offering up the ascriptions justly due to him for such singular deliverances and blessings, they do also with humble penitence for our national perverseness and disobedience, commend to his tender care all those who have become widows, orphans, mourners, or sufferers in the lamentable civil strife in which we are unavoidably engaged and fervently implore the interposition of the Almighty Hand to heal the wounds of the nation and to restore it as soon as may be consistent with the divine purposes to the full enjoyment of peace 
harmony, tranquility, and union. In testimony whereof I have hereunto set my hand and caused the seal of the United States to be affixed, done at the city of Washington this third day of October in the year of our Lord, 1863, and of the independence of the United States, the 88th. By the President, Abraham Lincoln, and also William H. Seward, Secretary of State. Can you imagine the President of the United States talking about the rebellion, the perverseness, the sin of our nation, and the anger of Almighty God concerning our national sins? Can you imagine a President of the United States actually calling the entire nation to repentance and surrender to the hand of Almighty Sovereign God. My, how things have changed. If that kind of proclamation were to be made by a President of the United States, the ACLU would be all over it. The Freedom From Religion Foundation would be all over it. There'd be protests in the streets. We have lost... We have lost much of the founding principles of this country. Now, that is one of the most blatant uh, proclamations concerning the sovereignty of God, but not that unusual. I would encourage you also to read George Washington's farewell address. It is filled with references to God, and basically says, the government that we are giving you will fail if it is not founded on morality that is based in the Christian religion. Yeah, he said it would fail. Well, look at what's happening today. All right, quick break, and we will return. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 